Hi, this is Aaron Orlando reporting for RebelStokeMountaineer.com and the uh, RebelStoke Mountaineer podcast. I'm talking on the phone with Mike Copperthwaite, who is the general manager of the RebelStoke Community Forest Corporation. Mike, thanks for taking some time to talk to me. Yeah, good morning, Aaron. Good to talk to you. Mike, um, for someone who doesn't know, we'll just start with the basics. What is the RebelStoke Community Forest Corporation? Uh, well, RCFC is a community-owned um, tenure. We have a tree farm license that the community, through a referendum, purchased in 1993. So we've been uh, running since then. And uh, our, our main objective is to provide um, wood locally. Back when it was purchased, most of the uh, timber that was being harvested in the Revelstoke area was leaving the community and there was no economic benefit from it. So um, the community decided that they wanted to have more control. Mm. Um, RCFC was formed. And uh, so we provide um, good forest management up on the tree farm license where, where over time we were converting the uh, the forest stands to uh, to uh, a much better forest. And uh, in the long run, um, the community is going to continue to see uh, economic benefits from from that. As far as um, what we see today, um, I'm going to plug RCFC here a bit. Um, we've uh, donated uh, a lot to the community. We've uh, gave uh, 1.25 million to uh, capital funding to the Revelstoke Energy Corporation, and um, in the last little while, the corporation's debt-free, and we've been able to pay back to the city. Uh, dividend, and with that dividend, it's created the uh, Revelstoke Community uh, Legacy Fund. And right now, we've been able to fund that up, up to nine hundred thousand dollars. And just in, in the last while, the city uh, 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 donated a uh, hundred thousand dollars of that to uh, creation of the Splash Park. So. Um, and our goal in the next little while is to get that fund up to a million dollars for the community. Okay, great. And a uh, couple points of clarification. You're wholly owned by the city of Revelstoke. That's correct? That's correct, yeah. Absolutely. And also, I saw you out at the Revelstoke Art Gallery at the Revelstoke Community Foundation uh, 20th uh, anniversary event on Friday afternoon, and you guys were donating a check there. for. Was that for a scholarship fund, or what was that for? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Aaron. Uh, yeah, so um, RCFC has one... Um, scholarship that we uh, give each year for a thousand dollars and uh, we were able to this year fund another uh, scholarship so each year now we'll be able to give out uh, two one thousand dollar scholarships to the local graduating class we're quite proud to be able to do that Great. So, Mike, okay, the topic of conversation today is um, the draft uh, caribou management uh, plan, caribou recovery plan, uh, that uh, on Monday there's an open house in Revelstoke on the 15th uh, to the provincial government who is doing a consultation session here. So what we're trying to find out today is what does this mean uh, for the Revelstoke Community Forest Corporation? The provincial government has posted their information, uh, the details of the plan is, as much as they have on, on their website. What is your assessment of what you know so far, and what does it mean for RCFC? Well, it's a great question, Aaron. Um, it's difficult to provide you a whole lot of detail um, because 
you've probably looked and there's not a whole lot of detail to the plan at this time. And, and that's not unexpected. Um, you know, to, to go back to what's happening here, the um, federal government has uh, species at risk legislation. Um, Southern Mountain Caribou have been recorded as threatened in, in the province. So the provincial government has the uh, responsibility to manage yes. wildlife. But this uh, legislation says if they don't feel the provincial government's doing it, the federal government will come in and do it. And that's, and that's what the, the, one of the messages that's coming out uh, from the provincial government is that this is going to be a difficult process, but if we don't do it, the, the federal government will step in and that's going to be a, a worse case scenario as they see it. Then that's right. And under this uh, SARA legislation, there's a thing called the Section 80. So that is when groups feel like it's not being properly managed. They can request the uh, federal government uh, do an emergency order. So Mm -hmm. in our area, the uh, North Columbia Environmental Society and an organization called uh, Y2Y, mm-hmm. so that's the Yukon to uh, Yellowstone Park um, group. I'm not sure where they're uh, headquartered. But, they're, based, uh, they're based in Canmore. Okay, yeah. So they put in an emergency order request to the federal government to stop all logging operations north of Revelstoke all the way over to Sycamore. Also, other groups, it was like a coordinated effort, and they did that well um, in central BC and northern BC. So that, I believe, is a mechanism that forced the federal government to, to act. And, uh, and they did. They said um, that they don't believe that there's an imminent threat to the survival of Mount Caribou, but they do believe there's a threat to the recovery. So this is the kind of the process that we're in right now. The provincial government is trying to work with the federal government to say, We'll manage it, and we're going to come up with plans. Mm-hmm. As far as what you've seen uh, of the plans so far, you know what what is it going to mean for your operation? Well, uh, worst case scenario, because the, the mapping is at such a high level that it's, you can barely even see our tenure on the level of maps. But uh, and so it, we're just looking at big blobs. So we we don't have detailed stuff. Normally, we would be able to run analysis on this sort of stuff, but we don't have that kind of detail yet. Um, but worst case scenario, the way the mapping could look right now is um, basically there would be nothing left in our tenure to uh, to manage. It would all be protected under under this uh, habitat protection if that came in place. I, you know, and just to clarify, we've kind of did this uh, back in 2006 and seven. We worked with the provincial biologists in this area, and we protected. Uh, more than 10,000 hectares on uh, our tree farm license. So, um, but this would be, you know, further protection um, that we don't really believe is necessary at this time. Um, so if that did come in, yeah, I don't think we would have any uh, operable area left to operate on. So it'd be complete shutdown. And it's not just RCFC. It's it's all the other companies that operate in this area as well. They they would lose all their tenure as well. So we feel it'd be fairly devastating to the community. So Mike, in terms of percentage, uh, what 
would the new closures mean? The 10,000 hectares uh, from 2007-2008, what percentage of your operable land did that take away? And what about the the new reduction, as you understand it? What percentage is that going to be? So just to throw some numbers out at you, our uh, tenure has about 60,000 hectares of forest growing on it. Of that, we can only operate on about 18,000 so um, and and annually we only harvest about 200 hectares so a, a very small area if the the new line work or what we've seen um, it would 90% of our area would be completely shut down so uh, yeah it would, the licenses become inoperable at a certain point where there's you know it's too far to to bring wood to market if if you're only operating on a teeny little part of the uh, the land base so so the, um, it would threaten the viability as as you understand it uh, of the a- RCFC absolutely. A- absolutely but you've said earlier that you know the mapping that you've seen so far is you know high level and it's hard to tell how how can you be so certain on that those numbers based on the information you have yeah, well, like I say, the mapping that we've seen so far, basically, it's it's just a big blob on their maps, and it kind of covers our whole license, those blobs. So <laughs> we're expecting, uh, but knowing our land base better than, than they do, um, you know, and working with uh, provincial biologists as well that are closer to our land base, we know there's definitely uh, portions of our TFL that um, caribou have never used, and it's just not within their range at all so there, there would always we know there would be little bits in the back ends of some of our drainages that they don't use uh, but those little bits that would be left uh, w- would be not really uh, viable for us to do anything with so. have you been able to communicate your concerns to the the provincial government team that's working on the caribou recovery plan and if so you know what have they said back to you no, we haven't had a whole lot of communication with them. This um, this agreement, the Section 11 draft agreement, and the partnership agreement that uh, was formed up north has you know was just released uh, a few weeks ago. They are uh, allowing um, input until May 3rd, so we'll definitely be putting in our input. Um, what we see in that agreement that we don't like at this point is it's very weak on uh, community and stakeholder. Uh, engagement. So we'd like to see that uh, more of a commitment to uh, to making sure that you know we all sit at a table and uh, and come up with a solution that works for for everyone, the caribou, uh, our industry, the other industries that uh, will be affected, and just the communities in general. We've done this in the past in Revelstoke over the years on different plans. Um, it's always been you know a positive way for us to ensure that the local concerns are met um we what we really don't want to see is um somebody you know from ottawa or even victoria just telling us this is what it is comment um we want to we want to be part of making a plan that works Mm-hmm. What the spokespersons for the provincial caribou recovery plan have said 
is that, you know, this is the first step. This is a, a Section 11 agreement that we're trying to get to between the federal and the provincial government. And all of the details, um, be it recreation, forestry, et cetera, those are going to be hashed out later on. Are, are you confident that uh, that is going to work for our CFC? And are you confident that you're able, will be able to get a resolution under the plan as it is outlined now? Um, no, I'm not confident because the uh, some of the mechanisms that they uh, they talk about um, there's no detail on who will sit on these uh, committees. Uh, it doesn't look like the way I read some of the stuff that we would be involved. It'll be more of a you know they'll engage and ask for comments after the plans are uh, determined. And that, that's not we know in the past that doesn't work well in most places we we they need to understand um from a social economic analysis like when you're making a decision you have to understand the impacts and unless we're there i don't know how they would understand what how it's going to impact rcfc unless we're able to communicate to them um while the plans are being developed okay that, that that's our goal that's what we would want Okay. I've been talking with Mike Copperthwaite, who's the general manager at the Revelstoke Community Forest Corporation. Uh, the topic of conversation is the ongoing consultation period on the Caribou Recovery Plan. And obviously, Mike, uh, you're going to be going out to the Monday, April 15 meeting at the Revelstoke Community Center, which is from 530 to 930. Mike, uh, thanks for taking some time to talk to me today. Yeah, thanks for your interest, uh, Aaron.